It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuck. We're here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, we'll get you ready for Falcons and Panthers. We'll preview that game coming up tonight. Any concerns about Trey Young and his shooting woes this early in the season? And I don't know how the Braves are going to avoid the luxury tax. All next, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked on Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Hitting Hard is brought to you by Bet Online. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. We're headed right toward 5,000 subscribers. So hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment. We are free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review there. Roku and Amazon Fire. Yes, we are now available on those two platforms. Check us out there. And of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page. That would be at jmch316 so falcons tonight take on the carolina panthers thursday night football you know the one thing i think is is going to be something to watch is just the weather report right doesn't sound like it's going to be too bad but obviously we have this hurricane that's coming through florida and headed to the carolinas and all that could be wet rainy weather i don't think that's a bad thing for the falcons uh look Last time in this game, and obviously this was one of the crazier games, not just for the Falcons, but in the NFL, the overtime game against Carolina, Mariota threw it 28 times in that game. Actually, it was 20 for 28, 239 yards, three touchdowns, and of course, remember the two interceptions in that game. I think they're going to pull that back. If you if you said to me, are we going to be, I'll go over under 20 and a half passes. I'm going to tell you that I think we're going to be the under. I think we're going to be somewhere about 18, 19, 20 passes. And if you add weather into that, I think that makes it even more likely that they continue to run the football. Look, they ran for 167 yards against the Carolina Panthers. 37 carries, a buck 67, four and a half yards per carry. And now you have Cordero Patterson back this week for the game. Obviously had the big game last week and was good in his return. I think he's going to get a bigger workload this week. I think you'll see all three of those guys get a heavy size workload. Run the football at Carolina, right? Now, look, P.J. Walker, he was awful 
last week. In fact, he got pulled at the half and they brought Baker Mayfield in. He's going to start this week, but he was three for 10 with two interceptions. So it completed three passes to his guys and two passes to the other team. So he's going to be on a very short leash. And then they bring in Baker, which look, let's be honest, either of those guys, they're going to give you a couple of balls to catch. Secondary needs to be on alert tonight. You know, everybody who's in, Alford, Armstrong, Grant, Hawkins, be on alert because there's going to be a ball or two that's going to come your way. Be ready to catch it. Because if you can turn the football over in a game like this, and if the weather starts to get bad, Falcons should be able to control this game. There's a reason why, believe it or not, the Atlanta Falcons are a two-point favorite, two-point road favorite going into this, this game. The other thing that I really want to watch to me, the number one matchup in this game is Drew Dahlman on Derrick Brown. Derrick Brown, former Auburn uh, defensive lineman, he ate up Dahlman the last time that they ma matched up. In fact, Derrick Brown had double-digit tackles for an interior defensive lineman. That's not supposed to happen. An interior defensive lineman is not supposed to pull off 12 tackles in a game. So... Look, he's a game wrecker. He's a guy who can blow things up. You don't want him to kind of get off, and you know that they look at that matchup and say, that's something that we can exploit. You know, Burns didn't get a whole lot done coming around the outside, but they're off, I bet the Falcons' offensive line did a pretty good job of containing Burns, and we talked last time that that was the guy to not get going. Derek Brown just blew things up the last time that they played. So you're going to have to account for him. You know, you may have to stunt a little bit and, and help help out Dolman, but you can't let him go off on another 12-tackle kind of night. I think the Falcons control this game. I think it's going to be a very – look, it's probably going to be like a typical Thursday night game, right? Guys are coming off a short week. You're not quite healed. Most NFL guys will tell you that usually by Wednesday, Thursday is when you finally start to just feel good. So guys are just coming into that, I feel a little bit better after last week kind of mode. I don't expect anything kind of crazy. If weather does become any sort of issue in this game, that'll slow it down. But I am going to be curious as to what the Carolina Panthers do with their quarterback position. I expect at some point that Walker gets in any sort of trouble. Baker Mayfield's coming in. And we'll see. As Baker Mayfield isn't going to come in to just turn and hand it off. They're going to let Baker Mayfield huck it around a little bit and throw it to, to Moore and those guys. They're going to let him throw it around a little bit. And again, he's going to give you a ball or two to try to pick off. So control the line of scrimmage as always. Run the football. I think that they're, if, if you told me last time they played, 28 pass attempts, 37 rush attempts. I think the Falcons push into that 40 rush attempt number tonight. You average four and a half yards per carry against the team. You try to get it going. Remember the way that this game started last time. Second play of the game, they decide let Mariota huck it downfield picked off and turn around. I don't think they're going to do that. And everybody was like, why are they throwing the football? Because well, sometimes your head coach wants to prove a point. But anyway, that's separate discussion for another day out there. So I expect the Falcons to be run heavy, run dominant tonight. I think they'll be well under 28 pass attempts in this game. They'll control the line of scrimmage. You have to account for Derrick Brown and expect that you're going to get a turnover or two from Carolina. I don't think this game is, is going to be as high scoring either. Part of that, you know, 
fighting late. And, and, you know, if you remember at the end of that game, what was it like seven of the last 10 possessions, there were scores in that game. There was a lot of crazy things that happened in that game. I think this game settles down a little bit more, especially coming off, you know, you're in a short week. I think the Falcons are somewhere maybe 27, 21, somewhere around in that range. You know, I don't think it's quite going to get in the thirties for both teams like it did last time. I think it quiets down. I think the Falcons are going to be about 40 to 45 runs in this game. I think they'll push toward the 200-yard rushing mark, especially now that you have Patterson back. They'll mix in Algier. They'll mix in Caleb Huntley, right? Maybe Avery Williams gets a carrier too. I don't expect a lot out of our passing game. You know, I could see Mariota being like 16 for 20 in a game like this, maybe for 145 yards. I don't think they're going to throw it around and, and put the ball in harm's way because obviously that didn't help. They got very fortunate in the overtime that that interception didn't bite them, that they missed the field goal because it wasn't just the interception. Remember, the guy returns it way into, into, into Falcons territory, and thankfully, you know, Eddie Guerrero or whoever the hell kicks for them, he missed it, so Latino Heat didn't get it done. So expect a little bit more low scoring, a lot of rushing from the Falcons, taking away the passing game, Got to control Derek Brown on the offensive line of scrimmage. Think the Falcons will be fine and they're going to win tonight. All right, I want to remind you and talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Listen, you want to get in on the action? You think the Falcons are a really good play at two points tonight? BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports wagering information. So it's very easy. Take the mobile device and you head to BetOnline.net today. Check out all of the information that they have. You want to be a smarter sports better? They got all the news and information you can need. You want e-betting. You want scores. You want podcast news and information, stats. Everything is available at betonline.net. So very simply, you take that mobile device that you've got, head to betonline.net today, get in on the action. You want baseball, football, basketball, hockey, whatever you're into, whatever season it is, they've got you covered completely at betonline.net. So head there today on your mobile device. Check out all the information and action over at betonline.net. It's where the game starts. So last night, the Atlanta Hawks took it on the chin against the Utah Jazz. Who, by the way, if you don't know, the Utah Jazz are the first team now in the NBA to get to 10 wins on the season. They're the second highest scoring team in the NBA. One of the things that did not help the Hawks last night was Trey Young's 10 for 28 shooting from the field. And if you start looking at some numbers for Trey Young, okay, now I guess let me preface all of that. Let me preface all of this because I know what the comments are going to say. Oh, it's okay. I got all that. Okay. I'm not concerned about Trey Young, but so far in these first 11 games, it's not what we're used to seeing. I'm expecting it to turn around. I think part of this is growth learning to play with DeJounte Murray, having a different role, Nate figuring out the rotation. But right now, Trey Young is not off to a very good start shooting the basketball. Now, he's scoring plenty, right? 27.6 points per game. He's distributing it really well. 9.4 assists per game. So he's slight, I mean, he's 0.3 assists and he's 0.8 points per game less than he was last year. But that's to be expected, right? You got DeJounte Murray, you know, Hunter, Capella had a monster game, 15 points and 19 boards last night, including 10 offensive boards. 
you expect that they don't have to be as dominant with him trying to score the basketball. But where it is interesting is, number one, his field goal percentage is at 37.8%. Compare that to the last two years. Last year, 46% from the field, 43.8% a couple of seasons ago. So his field goal percentage is a decent amount down this year. Three-point percentage, he's hitting at 31.2% of his three-pointers. That's down from 38.2%. So you're about 20% less year over year, even the year before, 34.3%. This would represent far and away if this model held to his lowest field goal percentage, lowest three-point percentage. But what's also interesting is when you look at his numbers, the number of shots that he's attempting. He's averaging over 23 shots a game. That's up 15%. So he's pretty much, if you look at his career numbers, this is far and away the the highest shot attempt. He's basically 15% higher than any other year in his career as far as number of shots taking, but he's having a pretty considerable amount less that are falling in the basket. Now, again, it's only 11 games into the season. I'm not panicked or anything like that. And I don't know if it's just a matter of, again, learning to play a little bit more of a different role, right? He doesn't have to be so ball dominant in this offense. You can let DeJounte Murray. And I said this last time on the radio show. The reason that, and, and the Hawks are off to a good start. They're off to a seven and four start. That's their best start in 11 games since 2016. When they, believe it or not, were eight and three. No, take that back. They were nine and two in their first 11 games. Listen to this stat. They were nine and two in their first 11 games in 2016. And then in their next 11, they went one and 10. They only won 43 games in 2016. That's not the 60. The 60 win team was in 14. So hopefully the, the Hawks don't have that real reversal of fortune like they did in 16. But the Hawks are off to their best start since 2016. The number one reason they're off of that start is because of DeJounte Murray and, and what he brings, offense, defense, everything else. While Trey Young has struggled to get the ball in the basket, and he had lots of struggles early in that game. His first half numbers were not good last night. So I'm hoping and counting on the idea that, okay, Trey's just getting adjusted, right? It's a new offensive you know, mindset. He doesn't have to be as ball dominant and this, that, and the other. But it is interesting that Trey in this offense is shooting it more than he ever has in his career. He's still facilitating guys, which means that, you know, they're probably getting more possessions. I haven't looked all that up for their team stats, but they're pro- if he's shooting it more and he's still distributing it the same, they're probably getting more offensive possessions per game. That again is Murray and his defense and their defensive effort and things like that, that they get more, they get more possessions, more steals, more turnovers, things like that. So it is interesting that Trey Young is shooting it more than ever, but not making, you know, as much out of all of it. Will be interesting to see because, look, they got a back-to-back. They play again tonight, right? So they're at home against Philadelphia. And if you look at their schedule coming up, their schedule's not very easy. They play a lot of really good teams over the next handful of weeks here. So the competition level, you know, remember in the early part of the season, it's been Houston. 
Detroit, Charlotte, Orlando, you know, a lot of vagabond organizations and teams that are out there. So you're not playing the cream of the crop. Yeah, you got a couple games against Milwaukee that's mixed in there. But by and large, the competition level hasn't been all that great. And Utah is a really good team. Again, they're the first team to get to 10 wins in the NBA. But it is going to be something to monitor. Let's see if Trey Young can get this thing turned around. Because his three-point shooting has not been good this year. Sometimes his shot selection has been, eh, you know, I'm not as big a fan of those 40-footers that he hooks up, right? I know he can hit it. He gets the crowd excited. But, you know, there's been some possessions this year when you've watched and he's hucked it up that you're like, eh, that wasn't a very good possession. That wasn't a very good shot. That wasn't a very good shot selection. So, look, I have no problem if you tell me that Trey Young's points per game number regresses a little bit because that should happen, right? If his distribution is staying right at the same level and you add Murray's ability to distrib uh, distribute distribute the basketball, I expect his points per game to come down. I think the hope was is that he would be even more efficient, though, on offense, higher percentage shooting from the field, higher percentage shooting from three. Let him work on getting to the basket more, increase his free throws. You know, that was one thing that hurt the, the Hawks last night was just the fact that they did not get to the line at all in that game. Good news is, is that he is attempting more free throws than he did last year. Still not quite one of his career high numbers, 8.3 free throw attempts, but he is at a higher percentage of, of free throws. So as he is getting to the line a little bit more than last year, and if that percentage increases, then that's going to add more points, more points per possession for the Atlanta Hawks. So I'm not worried yet 11 games into the season about where we're at with all of this, but it certainly is something to watch that he's not shooting the basketball well, and he's taking more shots than he's ever taken in his career per game. They're seven and four. They're off to a good start. Let's hope that that trend continues and they keep this thing cranked up and going. All right. One who I'll remind you, uh, you make, Locked on Sports Atlanta, hitting hard with John Trucker, your first listen every day. Make Locked on Sports today, their podcast, your second listen every day. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, the take of the day. That's available for free on Odyssey, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast from. And want to remind you as well, our friends over at Built Bar. Yes, our folks are back. Listen, everybody's looking for low sugar, low carb, high protein snacks, right? but you want something that tastes good as well. I got the solution for you. Head to built.com today. Check out their wide menu of products that they have available. We talked before about the protein-infused marshmallow puffs. You got to check those things out. If you're looking for something that's got a little different taste and texture to it, something a little bit different than just your standard kind of regular protein bar, try the marshmallow puffs. They got a very interesting taste to them. They're always coming out with new flavors. So if you head to their website, built.com, you can check out whatever the newest flavors are. They got all the standards, berry, coconut, cookies, and cream. I got a whole assortment of, of those flavors here that every so often I just need to grab one and, and hit it and go. I love the berry, by the way. And I do, I do like the, you know, I do like the, um, uh, the cookies and cream is pretty good too, but I really like the mixed berry one that they have. So here's what I want you to do. Head to built.com today. Put your order together at built.com. When you get to checkout, 
hit the promo code locked on 15. Put that promo code in a checkout. Locked on 15. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, the number one, the number five. Put that in the checkout. You get 15% off your order simply by using the promo code locked on 15. Head to built.com today. Check out their wide menu of products. Get that first order put together. Save yourself some money, 15%, by using the promo code locked on 15 over at built.com. So I saw Dave O'Brien tweet out that, you know, again, trying to figure out where Dansby is. Are we going after this guy, that guy, whatever like that? And he made a very declarative statement that uh, because somebody was asking about the Odorizzi money, right? Like they traded Joe, Jake Odorizzi yesterday. They had to give away $10 million. You know, they only saved two and a half. Okay, whatever. I don't really care. As long as it gets Jake Odorizzi out of here, right? I'd rather see Bruce Chen pitch than Jake Odorizzi. So they move on from Odorizzi. And somebody was asking Dave O'Brien about the payroll and all that and where we're going to be. Because one of the things that we heard is that Terry McGurk specifically said the idea of, hey, we were a top 10 payroll this year. I could very much envision us getting into the top five. He didn't say five years from now. He didn't say a decade from now. He talks about next year getting into a top five payroll. Now, part of that is your payroll is going up just because all those contracts where you're getting away with a million here and a million there for Ozzy and Ronnie. Okay, well, now the, the piper is starting to come due for the money on that. So Ronnie's like 15 million this year, right? So his money's starting to creep. He's not a million-dollar player anymore. Now he's 15, right? So just by attrition, your payroll is going to go up. And Dave O'Brien had a very declarative statement about that it was a moot point to talk about the luxury tax because the Braves are not going in the luxury tax. And it got me scratching my head a little bit. So if you don't know, the luxury tax threshold this year in Major League Baseball is $233 million. So once your payroll gets above $233 million, you are in the luxury tax. And basically what it is, is for every million that you're over, you're talking about a 20% penalty. So if you're $10 million over, right, you're going to pay $2 million. So the luxury tax is not a big deal if you're a first-time offender, right? You start repeating. It's I think it's sort of like the NBA. There's some attrition that comes with it. You know, the NBA you get hammered, excuse me, on the luxury tax, and you really get hammered if you go in multiple years. But baseball's not as bad. But there is some tax that's added into it. But I don't see how the Braves are going to be able to stay under $233 million and sign Dansby or anybody else. When you look at the Braves' payroll right now, you're looking at the Braves sitting around of, of contracts that they already have somewhere in the $186 million dollar range okay and that doesn't include all of the arbitration numbers and things like that because look at some of the guys you've got for arbitration max freed is arbitration okay well he made i think it was eight million last year he's gonna go up he by the way if you didn't see is one of the three finalists for the cy young mentors an arbitration soroka matzik heredia um they have several guys that that you have to factor arbitration in and then you start talking about the idea of who are the free agents. Okay, Kenley Jansen. Okay, if they keep Iglesias as their closer, they're probably going to go to add another bullpen arm, which may be of some caliber, maybe not. Maybe they go cheap, whatever. But you have to add a bullpen arm. 
you're losing Adam Duvall. He's not going to be back next year. So, okay, are you competent? You know, with the are you good with you know what you have for the outfield? Obviously, adding Michael Harris, we know he's signed, so you probably don't have anything there. But obviously, shortstop is the number one position. Are they going to not pay Dansby? And I just saw something that said Ron Washington was talking to the AJC about how he believes that Von Grissom could very much be a good defensive shortstop. Now, what's interesting is I thought y'all told me, y'all were asking me about, is he going to play left field? Doesn't sound like they have any intent for him to play left field, but we can discuss that another day. That's another one of those things that I told you weren't going to play left field, but that's all right. We won't count all that for right now. But I asked this all last year. Is Grissom their backup plan? Because there's no way you're going to sign Dansby that's not in the $20 million range. And by the way, you're not going to sign Correa for 20, 14, 18. You're not going to sign him for a low number. Trey Turner is going to get almost 300 million. So by the time you add a Dansby in and we see what the increase in Max Fried's salary is going to be, they're going to be in the luxury tax, which again is not a big deal. You know, but the idea that Dave O'Brien, who the idea that they he was pretty adamant about the fact that they were not going to get into the luxury tax made me scratch my head. The only way they're not going to get in the luxury tax pretty much is either they stand pat with what they have, meaning that Grissom would have to play shortstop, that you're not adding more payroll into this thing, or you're adding very minimal payroll, or two, you're cutting. Now, Obviously, they would love to move on from Marcelo Zuna. You think anybody's taking his contract? You know, again, the Cubs are going to just pay Jason Hayward to go away. They're going to eat $23 million in his final year to just have him walk away. Braves have $36 million that they owe Marcelo Zuna. I don't think they're just letting him walk away and they're going to pay. Now, that would all count towards your payroll and everything. So simply releasing him and getting rid of him, you still have to pay him. So it's not like he's, it's not like the NFL where you got dead money or it's not, these are all guaranteed contracts. So I don't see, unless you get somebody who is willing to take Marcelo Zuna in a trade. And if I'm a team in major league baseball, why would I trade for Marcelo Zuna? You know, you know, he's not a very good player. You know, he's a one trick pony. And again, he looks like the guy in St. Louis. I said this all last year. He's the guy for the Cardinals. He'll hit some home runs, but he doesn't hit for average, doesn't drive in runs, doesn't move guys along, can't play left field. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how's the play? So unless they're going to find guys to trade and move on from, they're going to be a luxury tax team. But again, the luxury tax is not a big deal. And Terry McGurk has specifically said, we're looking at being a top five payroll going into next season. So I expect, with all due respect to Dave O'Brien, that his point is moot because they're not going to be afraid to get in the luxury tax. They're not going to be afraid to make some big moves. They're in their World Series or bust window right now. And we talked yesterday about Dansby's looking at six for 140. I think that's a very reasonable and very acceptable number for both sides, that he's a $23 million shortstop, okay? That's the going rate in baseball for these contracts, right? So I expect the Braves will be a top, let's say, five to eight payroll. 
I expect them to be in the luxury tax. I expect them to sign Dansby. And then maybe they make one more move from there. Braves aren't going to go to 300 million. I'm not telling you that they're going to go way into the luxury tax. But again, if you're $10 million, say your payroll's 243 instead of the 233 luxury tax threshold. Okay. 20% of 10 million is 2 million bucks. So you add 2 million bucks in the payroll. That's not a game changer. So with all due respect to Dave O'Brien, maybe he's right. You know, he's Mr. Insider and all that. But again, another blue checkmark media guy that I always have to kind of scratch my head and say, okay, is that going to be right or whatever like that? Because remember the blue checkmark media, that same people that told me that John Collins was getting traded on draft night. And okay. Anyway, we don't have to go down that, that road or anything like that. So I don't think the Braves avoid the luxury tax. I don't think they're afraid to dip their toe in that water. I don't think as a first-time offender, they have any issues or problems with that. If that's what they have to do to keep Dansby and this group intact, they will gladly do that. All right, we thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Chuck for your first listen every day. Reminder, make Locked On Sports today your second listen. The biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and, of course, the take of the day. It's free and available on Odyssey. They have their YouTube page. Check them out on all your favorite podcast platforms. Also, head to YouTube.com. Put Locked On Sports Atlanta in that search browser. Hit that subscribe button. We're trying to get to 5,000 subscribers, so hit a subscribe button for us. Leave us a comment there. We're free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, Odyssey, whatever your favorites are. Head there today. You can download us for free. Leave us a five-star review. Roku and Amazon Fire. Check us out there as well. New platforms that we're part of as well. We're blowing up everywhere. And, of course, give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. We'll recap what we see tonight in the Falcons game as we close out on a Friday. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.